hold on to me as we go as we roll down this unfamiliar road and although this wave is stringing us along just know you're not alone I'm gonna make this place your home. Good morning. You're listening to the Kern County Real Estate Review on AM 1560, FM 97.7, KNZR, and streaming live on KNZR.com with your host, Lori McCarty of the McCarty Group at Coldwell Banker. Consistently ranked as one of the best in the business nationwide, Lori's been selling real estate in Kern County for over three decades, during which time she successfully helped over 11,000 families meet their real estate needs. So if you're thinking of buying or selling, there's no better choice than the McCarty Group. Working with an expert makes the process easy and puts more money in your pocket. You can either Google the McCarty Group, that's M double C-A-R-T-Y or call 661-665-SOLD. That's 661-665-7653. And she or one of her partners will be delighted to help you. Let them make you their next success story. And a good morning to you, Lori. Good morning, Adelaide. How are you this morning? Well, little little self-brag. I'm wearing shorts showing off the legs. All right. <laughs> so if you see a white glare coming out of the studio. No, no, you were wearing shorts last weekend too, so I'm sure you got a little bit a of little sun. Bit. <laughs> right? Yeah, I'd still suggest sunglasses. Okay. Just okay. in case. Just for another week or so, right? Yeah, let that tan sink in. We need I hate to say it, but we want some of that Bakersfield sun to tan the legs. Yeah, and you know, I worked in the yard last weekend and I was out there, I'm kid you not, in jeans and a sweatshirt because I was still cold. <laughs> still cold. <laughs> now, but, but you know what? You, your face has a glow to it. Ah, I see that. Well, okay. thank you. Look at that. Very good. Looking great. Looking Thanks. That, that sun will do wonders as long as it's not 110. It, uh, exactly. I love that vitamin D. It's yes, awesome. Yes, absolutely. And, uh, how are you doing this morning? How's the weekend going? Oh, you know, what is a weekend in my world? <laughs> you know, as realtors, we work every Saturday and Sunday. So to all those aspiring realtors out there, be prepared to be on the clock 24-7, maybe even 365. Mm. Honestly, I think you have to love this job and be able to stick with it mm-hmm. in order to do a great job for your clients. Thankfully, I can't imagine any other way of spending my weekends other than being here on the radio station with you or selling houses or occasionally (laughs) being able to get out in the yard. Um, What do you plan on doing after the show is a wrap? Any big plans? Um, Still too cold to jump in the pool. Yep. Still too cold for that. But just being outside. I mean, the weather's great. We talked about doing pickleball a couple Mm -hmm. weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And and I took my son out just to kind of hit the ball around. And uh, it was frustration after frustration with him. Ah, ah, oh my gosh, this the hitting the ball. But then yesterday, he's like, "We should go play tennis, pickleball again sometimes and hit the ball around." Oh, very so, good. So I'm kind of like, "All right, good," because you know, as a parent, you're kind of like, "Uh, he hates this. I'm never doing this again." Yeah, it's kind of like that camping commercial, you know, <laughs> where everything goes perfect. Great, 
trip, you know, best trip ever. And then everything goes bad. Best trip ever, right? Because the kids have a totally different perspective than we as adults have. Oh, my goodness. It's so true. And, you know, it is so great to see the world through their eyes. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. That was, you know, Bob and I were fortunate to be older parents uh, this last time around. And, gosh, it was so joyful to see things um, as we were older Mm -hmm. through the young one's eyes. It's just amazing. Isn't that awesome? Instead of them seeing it through virtual reality. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Although I did get to experience that uh, about a month or so ago. Uh, Went back to um, Texas for my dad's birthday. For anybody who has an opportunity, if you love art and you have the ability to see any of the immersive experiences, we got to go to the Van Gogh Immersive Exhibit. I can't describe it to you other than it's like you're in the painting. Wow. It was so cool. But they had virtual reality headsets. And, of course, yes, they have masks for those, too. Okay, okay. Okay. I had never had a virtual reality headset on before. It was the coolest thing ever. And yes. I could hear my dad as he was, maybe I need to get me one of these. <laughs> it was great. I'll just, I'll just comment with, y'all Texans are cultured. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir, we are. <laughs> Very cool. That's awesome. Well, happy birthday to dad. And uh, I've got questions. Oh. I got a, I got a big question for you because okay. we got to get into the real estate thing. Oh. Yes, we do. What's this uh, lack of inventory? Are we are we scaring off people? Well, you know that is a great question. Um, when you think about it, back when the pandemic was raging, and and fortunately, I think we're we're finally getting past that. Mm. Um, we started seeing a high volume of buyers that were really motivated to purchase a home. I think when you look at it, a combination of low interest rates and the ability to live where ever you wanted due to remote work entice mm. those buyers plus of course and we've talked about this before the more time we spent at home the more critical we became of our surroundings and the more desirous we were of a change right mm. so this swell of new buyers it caused prices to surge because Ooh, remember yes, real estate do. supply and demand business mm. and it caused inventory to drop and of course that lack of new construction added fuel to the fire. Because Mm. prior to the pandemic, we were already facing an inventory crisis and new construction was lagging behind the demand that we had for it. Um, If you put it in perspective, the U.S. builders added, I think it was Uh, 1.225 million new housing units on average every year from 2001 to 2020. Um, And that was according to a report that was prepared um, for the National Association of Realtors. Um, That figure is down um, from an average annual number of 1.5 million new units Hmm. between 1968 and 2000. So if you consider Hmm. that accumulation of reduction, that was a pretty hefty reduction in new construction mm-hmm. over those years. Make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. Why, why would that be? Are you probably going to tell me, I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it was just a, a combination of things, you know, mm. governmental requirements, um, costs, uh, et cetera. 
Okay. Uh, so to answer your question, is it getting any better? No, unfortunately, hmm. it's not. Um, you know, people believed that this inventory crisis was going to improve uh, once the worst of the pandemic was in the rearview mirror. Um, I think the thinking was that many elderly Americans who weren't keen on selling and moving during, during the pandemic um, would finally go ahead and list their homes for sale once they were vaccinated and it was felt like it was a more safe environment for hmm. people to come in and look. In addition, many real estate experts predicted that last year's winding down of the mortgage forbearance, oh. that was that program that was created to protect homeowners during the pandemic, that we would see more homes come on the market as a result of that. And for a while it did. Um, in April of 2021, Housing inventory on Zillow bottomed out at 960,000 listings. Hmm. But by September, it had risen to 1.1 million. The bad news for home buyers? <laughs> inventory levels once again are falling. Wow. Yeah. So recently, Zillow reported that U.S. inventory sank to 729,000 home listings wow. in February. So that's a pretty low number. Yeah. That's actually down 25% from February of 2021. And it's a decrease of 48% since February of 2020. Whew. Pretty hefty. Yeah. It also marks the fifth consecutive month of declining inventory nationwide. Now, I do have a mm. little bit of good news for those of us here in Kern County. Ooh. When we looked at numbers february to february the numbers are 2021 to 2022 our numbers are pretty much identical in okay. terms of inventory in terms of sales in terms of what is pending okay so it's not getting worse it's again. not as no it's not okay. like what you're seeing on the national average okay so so there's plenty of houses to look at no <laughs> No, no, no. That, that's not what I said Pass at that all. That was you yes. putting words into my mouth. Thank you. No, there's not still happened. less than 500 homes on the market in all of Kern County. Still a tight market. Now, Very much so. You also mentioned previously that experts are predicting home values to continue to appreciate. You really think the values of homes is going to continue to go up? I mean, how much higher can they really get? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> um, it's hard to imagine that it will continue to go up, mm. right? And I know in some cases that has scared off both buyers and sellers. Um, but if you're wanting to buy or wanting to sell, I wouldn't let this scare you, right? Mm. So for buyers, even though interest rates are going up, um, they're still fantastic, uh, the lower the interest rate, obviously, the more purchasing power you as a buyer have. Mm -hmm. Also, don't forget that when prices continue to appreciate, your investment goes up. Mm -hmm. This means mm -hmm. if you buy now, the value of your investment is going to continue to rise. Low inventory makes the market more competitive, but it doesn't make it impossible mm -hmm. to buy. So don't let it be a deterrent for those of you out there thinking about purchasing. Mm -hmm. And to the sellers out there, don't be afraid of selling because you're concerned about finding a replacement home. Mm. If you choose an experienced realtor, they'll make sure you find a replacement. 
You know, I always tell our sellers, I promise we will not leave you homeless. Good. I jokingly say I have one guest bedroom and it comes with an old man and a big dog, right? I don't think that you and your family are going to fit in that one room. Um, Your realtor will make sure that you accept an offer with the contingency of finding a replacement home and that your home closes concurrently with the closing of that replacement home Mm. so that you can have a seamless transaction one to the other. Interesting. And all this is great information, too, because even off the air, we talked about, hey, I've got a buddy that's waiting on the sidelines for that screaming deal. And I'm just like, I don't think it's going to happen. We don't see it. Mm -mm. We do not Mm -mm. see it on the horizon. Don't see it. So, yeah, don't sit on that. And and when you bring up the word investment, Mm -hmm. that I think is so key. It to really have that is. frame of mind, like this is an investment. It is. Yeah, it's not just a roof over your head, which it is. Right. It's a long-term but thing. But it is a long-term investment. Yeah, absolutely. And now, a few episodes back, we talked about it being the best time to buy. Still <laughs> still holds true? What? Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, the saying is that, that yesterday was the best time to buy, <laughs> uh, but the next best time is today. Nice. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) You know, and I I understand with everything going on in the world out there, Adelaide, that there's a great deal of uncertainty. I mean, remember, we've called that FUD, fear, uncertainty, and doubt, right? Mm -hmm. But currently, it's what I believe that today is a great time to buy. And it's what experts believe as well. In fact, let me look at my notes here. Um, some experts are predicting double-digit appreciation in 2022. Hmm. Um, I've got some stats here to share with you. Uh, a report in January from Zillow noted that home values were expected to grow 16.4% between December of 2021 and December of 2022. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Not getting that at a bank. Uh-uh. <laughs> Goldman Sachs in October forecast that home prices would rise 16% through 2022. Mm. And Fannie Mae says that home prices are going to climb 11.2% throughout this year, followed by a little bit more modest increase in 2023. Now, some other um, names that are good at predicting uh, appreciation or depreciation rates uh, have a little bit more modest predictions. So the National Association of Realtors, which surveyed more than 20 top economic and housing experts, predicts that housing prices are expected to climb 5.7% through the end of 2022. And as of February of 2022, Redfin predicted home price growth to slow to an annual rate of about 7% by the end of 2022. However you choose to look at it, whether you agree with the more modest predictions or with those higher predictions, either way, prices are going up. Mm, mm -hmm. And so buying now is going to be cheaper than buying six months from now. Yes, Yes. That's why, let me reiterate, for those in the back row, (laughs) <laughs> the best time to buy was yesterday, and the second best time to buy is today. Yes, and and just looking at your statistics, mm-hmm. none of them say it's going down. No, none they don't. of them. They say it will moderate come twenty twenty three, and I believe that is a result of rising interest rates mm-hmm. because the Fed has signaled they will be raising rates throughout the year. Yes, and so with a rate increase, you would expect 
moderation in mm. appreciation. Yes, yes. And, and I mean, just thinking about it, the, the mo- most modest one is 5.7%. Right. That's a great. And historically speaking, what is the appreciation, say, if we went back, if we went back 50 years, 75 years? Oh, now you'll start me to lion. So I'll have to look <laughs> that up. And since statistics make my head spin a little bit, um, let's take a short break. I'll look that up for you. And um, I'll give it to you when we come back. How's that? Perfect. Perfect. All right. We'll be back in a minute, so stay tuned. You're listening to the Kern County Real Estate Review with Lori McCarty of the McCarty Group at Coldwell Banker Preferred Realtors here on 1560 AM, 97.7 FM, KNZR, and streaming live on KNZR.com. And to reach Lori, you can call her or her team anytime at 661-665-SOLD. That's 661-665-7653. Or you can go to her website at themccartygroup.com, where you can tour all the properties available in Kern County from the comfort of your couch. Request an in-person tour, find out the value of your home, and see the McCarty Group's success stories. Ranked number eight in North America for Coldwell Banker and the only Kern County realtor to be listed in the Wall Street Journal's Top 100 Agents for 2021, she is truly an expert in her field. Her desire, as well as that of her team, is to not only achieve their clients' goals, but to exceed their expectations. So let them do just that. And we'll be right back with the Kern County Real Estate Review here on KNZR. Hi, Dennis Prager here for Lori McCarty, host of the Kern County Real Estate Review. If you've got questions about real estate, she's got answers. Tune in every Sunday at 8 a.m. right here on KNZR, 1560 AM, 97.7 FM. Now that's smart. The times we're living in are unparalleled, and it's affected all of us. It's made us feel uneasy and alone. Americans who need to sell their home or have to move and buy a new home are experiencing tremendous stress right now. And I know it's scary and overwhelming, but there is a solution. I'm fortunate to work with some of the top agents in America, agents who are going to tell you the truth, who will give you the best advice that's right for you. Right now, you need to work with an agent that can bring solutions for you. You have the help of somebody that can help you really make an informed decision. Lori McCarty with the McCarty Group at Caldwell Banker. You may want to take a cash offer or maybe it's time to upgrade your home and get it ready to sell in the summer. Maybe you should just hold tight and refinance. You do have options and you deserve to work with a great agent who does business with the highest integrity. Call Lori McCarty at 665-SOLD or online at themccartygroup.com. That's themccartygroup.com. And we're back this morning with the Kern County's most listened to realtor, Lori McCarty of the McCarty Group on the Kern County Real Estate Review here on 1560 AM, 97.7 FM, KNZR, and streaming live on KNZR.com. And Lori, here's a question we received on social media. The person wrote in saying they want to sell their home and get out of California. 
but they're not sure how to find someone as knowledgeable and as experienced as you in the place they want to move to. Is that something you can help them with? I mean, would you be willing to help them buy a place wherever they're moving to? You know, Adelaide, that's a great question, and frankly, it's one I hear a lot. Uh, My advice to these fed-up Californians is to give our office a call. We can absolutely help them. Oh, okay. So you can help them buy in their new destination? Well, yes and no. I mean, let me explain. Currently, we're only licensed in the state of California, and I strongly believe in utilizing a realtor who's extremely knowledgeable in the area where you're purchasing. So physically, no, we won't be able to help them in that way. But we have something better. I spend a great deal of time networking with the top agents across the country and across the state for that matter. These are agents like myself who have achieved a high level of proficiency and recognition for the work they do in their communities. Ones who are dedicated, knowledgeable, and who put the interest of their client above all else. As a result, We're delighted to connect our clients here with those top agents wherever they're moving to. Hmm. Now, are all those Coldwell Banker agents? Oh, no. You see, I learned a long time ago, companies don't sell homes. Agents do. So I refer our clients to the best agent in the area, regardless of the company they work for. I want them to have the same five-star experience they'd have if they were working with the McCarty Group. Best part of all, our staff coordinates the closing between your home here and the one in your new location, and they monitor the timelines so that the process is as smooth and seamless as possible while keeping you informed the entire way. So, you know, at the McCarty Group, we want to do all the heavy lifting for you so that you can be excited and enjoy this new phase of your journey. Nice. So call us. At 661-665-SOLD. That's 661-665-7653. And let us help you begin that transition out of Kern County. Wow, what a fantastic way to help your clients and bring value to them. Thanks. And Lori, now I had a real estate question for you. What if someone is thinking about selling, but they need to make some renovations to place their home in the best condition for marketing? What's your advice for them? Well, you know, Adelaide, We were running into this situation constantly, and we recognized that so many people had their savings tied up in the equity in their homes. So we were the first in Kern County to develop an exclusive program to help sellers just like this. We call our program the McCarty Line of Convenience, or MLOC for short, which allows sellers to access their equity prior to the close of escrow so that necessary repairs to their home can be completed before we list it on the market. This helps our sellers get as high of a sales price as possible for their home. I love the idea, but what's the charge for that, Lori? <laughs> there isn't one. Oh. We don't charge any interest. We don't charge any fees. There's there's simply no catch. You know, it's simply our way of assisting sellers to profit the most out of their home. You know, this community has blessed us, and this is just one of the many ways that we give back. Plus, our staff manages the whole process It monitors the timelines, and it keeps you informed the entire way. Because our goal at the McCarty Group is all about creating a seamless transaction. So if you're needing to do some repairs to your home to get top dollar before you sell, give our office a call, and we'll be happy to schedule an appointment for you. 
All right. Well, that sounds like an innovative solution and a great option for sellers needing to make repairs before they sell. And also, before the break, we were talking about how the prices of homes are predicted to continue to increase. Now, Lori, how is inflation related to this? Oh, you are just full of great questions (laughs) today, Adelaide. Um, So real estate and inflation have a very interesting relationship. But before we dive into it, let's talk about what inflation is exactly and what it causes. Not that I want you to feel like you're in school or anything. (laughs) Of course not. Now, this show is a lot more interesting than school. (laughs) (laughs) Not that we want any of our old teachers to hear that, right? Um, right? So thanks for that. But simply put, inflation is when the dollars in your wallet lose their purchasing power, either because the money supply has dramatically increased or because prices have surged. Hmm. Now, the dollars in my wallet are essentially worth less than they were before. And ah, that's hard to stomach. Yeah, it is. And you're exactly right. Um, And do you know who inflation hurts the most? Hmm. The savers, those responsible people your parents and grandparents always told you to be, the ones that put their money away in a savings account each month, they're the ones who lose during inflationary periods. Wow. So inflation and real estate, how exactly are they related? Well, historically, real estate has been a great hedge against inflation. Let me give you an example. Let's say you have $20,000 sitting in a savings account. Inflation is going to cause that $20,000 to be worth less than it was worth, say, a few months ago, right? Mm. Your dollar doesn't have the purchasing power it once had. If you think of it this way, the money sitting in your savings account is steadily decreasing Mm -hmm. during inflationary periods, even if you don't touch it. Mm. Now, if you take that same $20,000 and you invest it in real estate, let's say you take out a loan and you purchase a home. You use that twenty thousand for a down payment. Your twenty thousand is actually going to grow as housing prices continue to climb. As a home price rises over time, it lowers the loan to value of any mortgage debt, so it kind of acts as a natural discount. Mm. As a result, the equity on the property increases, but your fixed rate mortgage payments remain the same. So remember, housing costs are unavoidable, right? Um, you're either going to pay rent, so you're paying your landlord's mortgage, or you're going to pay your own mortgage. Mm-hmm. You might as well invest your savings into the place you call home and into an asset that will continue to appreciate over time. What do you think you'd do with $20,000? Leave it in a savings account or invest it in a home? That's You know what? You make it very clear. I would definitely invest it in a home. So $20,000, is that what you need saved up to buy a home nowadays anyways? Oh, no, no, not necessarily. Hmm. Um, It depends on the type of loan you qualify for. You may only need to put 3% down. And you'd need to look at the cost of the home that you're wanting to buy. um, And that's going to give you an idea of how much you need to have saved. And additionally, for all those younger buyers out there, there are all sorts of down payment assistance programs that are out there, too. Um, To find out about these, honestly, you're going to want to talk to a lender that specializes in those types of programs. You can give my office a call and we'll point you in the right direction because picking a good lender is going to make all the difference in your transaction. Trust me. I've seen a bad lender ruin a deal more than once. Yes, yes. Is it okay to 
shop around? Absolutely. For that? Okay. Okay. Perfect. So don't just say, hey, my cousin, whatever yep. does not thing, you know, just, yeah, shop around. Not that it's your okay. cousin's not great at what he does. <laughs> yeah, okay? yeah. Or she. I got a friend of a friend or whatever. Yeah. So shop around on that too. And then just kind of going back real quick, talking about the investment part of it. If I could, if I'd only known this 10 years ago, I know, 15 years ago, oh my gosh, what a difference it would make. <sighs> yeah. All right. So don't sit on the sidelines if you're thinking about it. Exactly. Take action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now speaking of lenders too, what exactly does the lender do in a real estate transaction? I mean, where do they come into play? Well, for many people, speaking with a lender is their first step. Um, you can reach out to a realtor first, and they can refer you to one of the lenders that they work with, or you can go directly to a lender. If you aren't sure of who a good lender is, I recommend you start with a call to your trusted realtor. Mm -hmm. Um, So what happens when you do speak with a lender? Well, typically, they're going to go through the qualification process. That is, they're going to ask you all sorts of personal questions. How much money do you make? How long have you been with your current employer? What kind of debt and expenses do you have? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Ultimately, they're going to run your credit report, and they'll take a look at your credit score and your debt-to-income ratio, meaning how much do you owe, how much do you make, and what is the ratio between those. From there, they'll tell you what types of loan you qualify for, what are in a good lender, what are the best loans for you to to choose and to move forward with? And they will also tell you if there's any down payment assistance programs that might be available to you. This pro- pre-qualification process, honestly, it's relatively quick. Um, you're looking at same day or at the very latest next day turnaround. Now, you can take it one step further and get pre-approved, which means your credit history has been underwritten, okay? Okay. Your okay. credit and income history. Now, I'm okay. just curious, too, when, when people get to this step, this first step, mm-hmm. what are, like, the most common fears people have, you think? Big bad banker looking down and judging me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I can really? see that if you're not familiar with it, but... Usually, in my experience, lenders have been very friendly. Absolutely. Very ready to help you. Absolutely. Because if they don't get deals, they don't eat. Absolutely. (laughs) And as one of my favorite lenders says, hey, you know, not only do we have to eat this month, but we have to eat six months from now. So if I have to help you work through the process to make your file better so that you qualify Mm -hmm. better or qualify at all in six months. They're happy to help you do that as well. That's great, too, because it can take a little bit of time. So, so if you have bad credit, shaky credit, there's right. ways to get, get it better right? And, and, and work with it. But you're not going to know until you know. That's correct. All right. So this is all great information, Lori. And let's say someone has gotten pre-approved, found the perfect home. They're ready to put it in an offer. Are you still seeing over-listing price offers? Oh, absolutely. Over-list price offers, well, frankly... They've become the norm. Wow. That's, yeah, crazy to think about. And when you're trying to write an offer on the home you're in love with, mm-hmm. how high is too high of an offer to write? Oh, that's a really tricky question, Adelaide. I mean, I think it depends on the individual home, what its listing price is and, and what its value might be. 
Um, and I think this is a point where an experienced and knowledgeable realtor is a great expert to have in your corner. Without knowing those specifics, I'm going to give you some generalized advice. Um, so it's really hard to know exactly how much over asking price is quote unquote reasonable, especially when you're under pressure to make an offer quickly. I mean, the best thing to do is to set your budget and your expectations ahead of time so you know what you can offer and when you need to walk away. This is going to make the negotiation process a lot easier for you. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I see buyers get caught up in the excitement of the bidding process and uh. and that fear of missing out mm-hmm. and that wanting to win and wind up making an offer that financially they can't stand by. Ooh. And that's a problem for everyone. So you want to know what your limitations are going into it. If there are multiple offers on a property, and most of the time your agent can find out if there are, and most of the time these days there are, Mm -hmm. then you typically need to be willing to either guarantee the offer price or to guarantee a certain amount over the appraised value if the property appraises for less than you are offering. Hmm. Now, now, just real quick, I want to go back to the the fear of missing out and uh-huh. maybe overbidding. Uh-huh. I come from the other side of fear of not getting a good deal, <laughs> so so I'll stay too low. But there's and I've, I've shared the story before. There's a house right by my kid's school that if I just maybe added five grand to my offer, be living there across the street from the school, uh-huh. and it drives me crazy. Uh-huh. I was like, man. So there's that other side too. Yeah, like, there is. Be careful there because you don't want to miss out on something you're going to love no. for for you know a long term, a right. long time. So, right. And then now now um, I'm just wondering about the the appraisal value you're talking about. You're gonna you're gonna offer something over. Could you kind of clarify that a little bit for oh, me? Oh sure, because um, I know that's a hard concept. Uh, for a lot of people to understand, wait a minute, you expect me to pay more than this house might be worth? Mm, right? That's me. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know it's you. <laughs> that's why you're not living in the house across the street from the school. Uh, I know. Okay. <laughs> Sorry to bring that up. Um, okay, so let's say that the home is listed for 350000 and you're offering three Let's presume that comparable sales in the area indicate that the value of the home is probably around 360 because this is your dream home see that's a key mm-hmm. it's right across mm-hmm. from the school mm-hmm. you can imagine just opening the door watching your son walk across the street yes. we're done right <laughs> yes. and you really 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 want this home you're willing to pay above appraised value if necessary to obtain it and you have the extra cash in your account beyond what you need for your down payment and closing costs, okay? Mm-hmm. So therefore, you offer to pay $15,000 above a low appraisal up to the purchase price if the seller will take your offer. Hmm. So you see, three sixty plus fifteen dollars gets you to that three seventy five dollars you've offered. Okay, okay. Or if you're in a stronger financial position, maybe you have more capital – or you have a substantial down payment. Maybe you're putting a big down payment down, and therefore the bank won't require an appraisal. Mm. You can remove the appraisal contingency completely, thereby guaranteeing that purchase price 
regardless of what the property appraises for, which then makes your offer far more competitive with those cash offers we're seeing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because if you put your seller hat on and you have someone offering 365 cash or 375 with a loan guaranteed regardless of what it appraises for, which offer do you want to take? That extra 10 grand. Mm-hmm. That extra 10 Generally. grand. Generally. So definitely. But if it's 365 cash and 375 if it appraises, yeah. then you're probably sticking with the cash offer, right? Yeah, because the cash Because you too have dope. seen the comps and they look like 360. Yep. Yep. Right? Yep. Absolutely. And here's my question speaking with <laughs> that save a buck frame of mind. <laughs> How do you know when it's too high of a price to pay for that particular property? Okay. So by working with a knowledgeable realtor who's going to share with you comparable sales in the immediate area, you're going to develop a sense of what homes in your target area are selling for. I mean, did you look at comps for the mm. home that was across the street from the school? Probably. Okay. It was a few years back, but probably. Yeah. So here's the other thing that I always counsel clients. This is a personal decision, okay? Mm -hmm. And it is an emotional one. This is the time. If this is the home that you are buying to live in, this is the time to take off your investment hat. Mm -hmm. Because in a multiple offer situation, you need to offer the price at which if someone agrees to pay one dime more, you're okay to walk away. Because the hardest conversation to ever have with a buyer is to tell them what the winning offer was on a property that they didn't get and to hear them say, but but I would have paid that. <laughs> that would hurt so much. And let me ask you this too. Can you disclose that info after the fact? Absolutely. It's you public can. record. Well, okay. Okay. So yeah, that would be frustrating. Like, Yeah. <gasps> yeah. And then somebody <laughs> hears and they go, well, uh, but I would have paid that. And so- <gasps> Unfortunately, my response is, you had that opportunity. This is why I say you need to make the offer at which if someone pays one dime more, you're okay walking away. This mm. comes from an expert who paid above appraised value for her home mm. when she bought it. Mm -hmm. Because I had been looking for six months. I knew the value of the home. But there had been nothing that had sold in the neighborhood recently that mm. an appraiser could compare the home to. I knew, based on everything I had seen, what that home was worth and what it was worth to me and my family. And yes. so I made the offer price, and when the appraisal came in low, I said, doesn't really matter because... This is perfect That's the for one. us. That's the mm -hmm. one. Now, let me ask you this then real quick, too. So you're thinking a $10,000 difference mm -hmm. on your loan. How much of a increase in your monthly payment is that really going to be? So here's the thing. When you, you know, it's really negligible, okay? Okay. That the reality is if the property doesn't appraise, though, mm -hmm. for the price you have offered— you are paying that difference in cash. So I want to make sure people uh, okay. understand that. Okay, good. Right? It's not that if you offered 375 and it only appraised for 360 and you had guaranteed 
375, it's not that you get a loan based on 375. You don't. You get the loan based on 360. 360. Okay. And that difference comes you in come in cash. Up, come up with. Now, if it did appraise actually for 375, then and, you're fine. And you wanted to finance it? Yeah. Would it make a huge difference in your payments? It doesn't. Actually, Adelaide, let me just do the math real quick. Okay. Um, okay. It looks like it is about $46. So let's call it less than 50 bucks a month. Less than 50 bucks. I was twice that and still yeah. comfortable doing it. So, yeah. yes, to live in your dream home, pay an extra 46 bucks. Obviously, every situation is going to be different. But for right. this particular example we're looking at, yeah. Yeah. And you know what? We even said, I'm thinking this. I made that mistake. I hope you listening don't make that mistake, and I will not make that mistake again. Right, I'm missing that's, out on something like oh, you bet. Be great. I mean, that's yeah. why we want to make sure that our buyers are as informed as possible mm-hmm. about the market and the market conditions. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, that is the reason that we do this show right. is to make sure that people are informed. And yeah. looking at the clock, it looks like it's time for another break. So stay tuned. Um, as I'll answer more questions for you when we get back. You're listening to the Kern County Real Estate Review with Lori McCarty on 1560 AM, 97.7 FM, KNZR, and streaming live on KNZR.com. We'll be right back. no fun missing out on the home you love or having to settle for something less just because you couldn't sell your own home quickly. I'm Barbara Corcoran. I've worked with thousands of successful real estate agents. Let me help you choose the right agent so this doesn't happen to you. If you're buying or selling in Bakersfield, call Lori McCarty because she offers an immediate cash offer and can help you find great homes before they hit the market. Partner with the right agent. Go to themccartygroup.com and start packing. Hey, you confused about real estate? Sean Hannity here, and I can tell you as an active real estate investor, well, just like the stock market, it can go up one day and down the next. Home values and sales, they fluctuate on a dime. Now, even though I bought and sold homes for years all across this great country, one thing I will always do is partner with a sharp real estate agent that truly studies local and national market trends, that knows the real value of homes, and most importantly, knows how to generate demand regardless of the market. And the good news is you have a truly amazing agent right in your backyard. I'm talking about Lori McCarty of Coldwell Banker. She has an amazing team working for her that doesn't miss a single detail. Her system is so bulletproof, well, she can create demand for your home at a deadline that you agree to or she will buy it herself. Now, real estate doesn't have to be frustrating or scary. Call Lori McCarty today at 665-SOLD. That's 665-SOLD. Online, themccartygroup.com. That's themccartygroup.com. Go there and you can start packing.
You're listening to KNZR 1560 AM, 97.7 FM, and streaming live on KNZR.com. And we're back this morning with a Kern County Real Estate Review featuring our host, Lori McCarty of the McCarty Group. For all your real estate questions, call Lori at 661-665-SOLD. That's 661-665-7653. Or go online to themccartygroup.com. You can also follow Lori on social media. For Facebook, follow her at at the McCarty Group or on Instagram at Lori underscore McCarty. And to keep up with all the real estate news in Kern County, you can follow this show on Facebook and Instagram at the Kern County Real Estate Review. There you can also submit questions you'd like Lori to answer on air or suggest topics you'd like her to cover on Saturday mornings. And now, Lori, prior to the break, you gave some awesome advice about how much over list price your offer should be in a multiple offer scenario. Now, I've heard a lot of people waving appraisals right now, so their offer is more competitive. How would someone know the true value of a property if they actually waived the appraisal? Oh, that's another hard-hitting question and one that actually we get a lot from some of our buyers. So realistically, the only way to know an appraised value is to have an appraisal. Um, So in lieu of ordering an appraisal, as I mentioned before the break, by working with a knowledgeable realtor, uh, they can provide you with comparable sales in the immediate area so that you can estimate the quote-unquote appraised value of your purchase. Okay? You can remove the appraisal contingency on the contract, but you can still have an appraisal done for your own knowledge Although this may delay your transaction somewhat as appraisers are extremely busy and sometimes they're several weeks out uh, for being able to complete Mm, those reports. mm -hmm. Or you could close your transaction and then order your own independent appraisal after the fact if you're really curious. Okay, so at the end of the day, get one. Would it be safe to say or no? It, it it's up to you. It, it really is it just, okay. It really depends. It's it's whether it is important to you or not. Okay. Because we have a tendency to think that an appraisal is an objective, um, concrete mm. value of the property, and yet while the appraiser is schooled uh, more so than realtors in determining values. Um, and has a strict set of guidelines to go by, it is a subjective report. Huh, okay. 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 You could, frankly, you could probably line up five different appraisers and have five different variations <laughs> of the value. They would yeah. all be closely grouped, I would imagine, mm-hmm. but they are subjective. There is no finite, this is how you do it, okay, uh, okay. in terms of the number to adjust for. Because you're using paired comparables to adjust for features and benefits in each property. Meaning, if one of the comparables that's identical to your property has a pool and yours does not, you look at the value difference between two sales, one with a pool, one without, and whatever Mm. the value difference is, that is the value you assign to a pool. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Great information. And uh, we actually have another social media question, and like okay. I'd like to get to this. Okay. Uh, this person is asking, how can they price their home so they generate multiple offers? As in, 
they want a bidding war. Ah, great question. So first and foremost, I think this is where you have to pick the right realtor mm. because a good realtor is going to guide you in this situation and suggest, I don't know, an appropriate listing price to create this quote-unquote feeding frenzy mm. that you're wanting, right? Because mm. that's what bidding wars are. It is a feeding frenzy. Um, so how do realtors come up with the listing price? Mm. Well, I think every realtor has their own method. Uh, their own secret sauce, if you will. Um, to create a multiple offer situation, I think that the house has to be priced right. Mm. If it's priced too high, it's not going to get the attention it deserves. And you might be lucky to get just one offer. Um, it might not even be a full price offer at that. Um, if you price it too low, then you may have buyers wondering, oh, what's wrong with this property? Uh, it's kind of like a three little bears scenario. You don't want it to be too high or too low. You want it to be just right. Mm -hmm. um, so how do you know how to do that exactly? Well, chances are your realtor is going to pull what we've been talking about, comparables or comps. Mm -hmm. um, they're going to look at the homes that are comparable to your home and that have recently sold. Um this can be a real tricky process if your house is very unique or there aren't any recent sales in your area, kind of like I mentioned when I was buying my home. Mm. Um, I think it's really important that your realtor pay attention to the area that you're in because the comparable properties can make a world of difference. You know, if you go just a few blocks away, the character and quality of the neighborhood can be vastly different. Mm. Um, they also have to pay close attention to the features of the comparable homes, like square footage, the number of bathrooms and bedrooms. Is there a pool? Are there any upgrades? You know, frankly, the list just goes on and on. Mm -hmm. So not too high, not too low, just right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, Will that value you see on Zillow give you this just right listing price? I mean, can you just go off of that? No, absolutely not. <laughs> okay. um, sometimes, frankly, Zillow gets it right, but not all the time and not enough time for me to tell you to rely on it. Um, Zillow uses artificial intelligence um, to to come up with these values or they use an algorithm. Okay. And algorithms or artificial intelligence don't know all the nuances of that neighborhood. Whereas a knowledgeable local realtor is going to know that if you head just two blocks south from your home, that you're in a different neighborhood. Mm. This other neighborhood could be gated. Uh, the homes could be much larger. Zillow's not going to recognize that. And it may inflate the estimated value of your home because of this nearby neighborhood. Um, or worse yet, two blocks north could be much smaller, inferior mm. homes, and Zillow could devalue your property based on those. So I really think it is important to rely on a human and not a robot for this one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, AI and algorithms, they just haven't figured it out yet. And 
frankly, I'm grateful for that. I still need a job. Right. <laughs> That's right. Okay, great. So now there's one last question I have for you. Okay. We're getting closer to school being out for the summer. Right. What if someone is wanting to sell now but wait to actually move out until school is ended for the year? I mean, is that possible? Oh, you might be surprised by this answer, but yes, it is. It's absolutely possible. You can list your house now and sell it. Go ahead and close escrow, but still occupy it. Wait a second now. How is that possible? (laughs) (laughs) Crazy market that we're in. Mm. So your realtor is going to negotiate this deal for you with the buyer's agent. Um, You can essentially uh, do a a rent back for your home with the new buyer while you wait for the school year to end. Once the house closes escrow, you will become the tenant and rent back your house from the new owner. This can be for as little as a day or two, up to 60 days or longer, whatever you need and can agree to in the negotiation process with the buyer. Rent backs are typically incorporated into that home sale, into the contract between the buyer and the seller. So it's something we typically do up front, although there have been a few occasions that I've been involved in where halfway through the transaction, something has come up and we've needed to make adjustments. Um, The rent for the rent back period um, can be whatever you negotiate between buyer and seller. I've seen some where the buyer, in an effort to get their offer accepted, has said you can stay rent-free. I've seen others uh, where, as you might expect, uh, it's the amount of the buyer's new monthly mortgage payment uh, or a prorated amount if it's Mm -hmm. just going to be for a few days, uh, which is going to include the principal interest taxes and insurance. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, other than the school year example, um, sellers may opt for this option if their new residence is not going to be ready Uh, uh, by the close of escrow date, right, Uh, mm -hmm. for the home that they're selling. Um, Because it prevents the seller from having to move twice in a relatively short period of time. Um, But yet by closing early and not delaying the closing, the buyer has some certainty on what their interest rate will be, which is important in this world where the interest rates are going up. Yes. Now, because I think this is a great way to get a jump on that Mm -hmm. market, too, because I feel like a lot of times people wait for the end of the year, the end of the school year. To look and move, you know, they try to, they got that two and a half month window because mm-hmm. they want to make sure they're settled by the time the next year of school starts. Right. So if you, if you're thinking of listing, do it, do it now. Do it now. Because yeah. And, and set this up too, because I'm thinking like if I'm moving into a place like, and I've got young kids, mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? I can wait till summer to actually move in, but mm-hmm. I want to beat everybody else to this neighborhood, this right. house, this school, all that stuff. So that man, that's really a great option. I love that. Yep. Yeah, this is awesome. So, well, Lori, it does look like we're at time for today. Uh, Thank you for how, sharing all that information. How is it that time flies by so quickly when we're here? Uh, it, it's crazy. It's a lot of fun. It's mm-hmm. a, it's a lot of learning too. But it's it's great information too. And just you know, just a real quick to touch on the the whole investment side thing again. Real estate's one of those things that's not going anywhere. Mm-mm. You know, so so I think when you're listening. And you're thinking of buying, but there's also you're thinking of investing. Mm-hmm. There's ways to do that. So many reasons if you're thinking real estate at all, call Absolutely. Lori and her team. And you know what? I feel like if I didn't purchase 
my first house 20 years ago, I don't know where I'd be. Right. You know, I feel so much more financially secure. Even in this crazy market, I'm looking for additional investment properties. Yes. So, you know, (laughs) that should speak volumes to you. If I feel confident about this market, you should too. Yes, yes. So so think about that too and think about in in you know the stock markets. That's that's another place to invest, but man, I've tried that. I get I, I don't get know anxious. it nearly as well as I know this market. So <laughs> it's so crazy, but then I think real estate, you know right. what? As an investment, right? It's it's pretty safe. And it's it's certainly done me well over the years. And if some so. of those numbers come back that we were talking about earlier, to, mm-hmm. up to 22% in a year? Right. Not a bad investment. Not a bad, Not a bad investment, investment at all. So, well, thank you again. Oh, Lori. you are great so welcome, today. and thank you for all the great questions today. No problem. Yeah. Now, before we say goodbye until next week, I'm so excited to finally tell everyone about our new edition of the show. It's called Open House, Open Mic, and it'll be on the first Saturday of each month, starting next week. So our listeners are going to get an exclusive sneak peek into our newest properties hitting the market that weekend. We'll have behind-the-scenes tips and hear from my team on location hosting an open house. During Open House Open Mic, we will take your calls, answer questions on air, and share the latest in real estate news with local industry experts. So be sure to mark your calendars and join us the first Saturday of each month for Open House Open Mic Live. Also, I want to say thank you for joining us today and for tuning in each week. Hopefully, by answering today's questions, we've given you some knowledge about a variety of different topics and provided a little more clarity into this world I love. I know Adelaide and I both look forward to visiting with you again next week. And if by chance you miss an episode of the show or know someone who would enjoy this information and is otherwise occupied, no worries. We've got some solutions for you. You can catch the Encore presentation each Sunday morning at 8 a.m. here on KNZR just before Sean Hannity. Or if that doesn't work for you, you can now hear this and previous shows wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Kern County Real Estate Review and listen to your heart's content. This is Lori McCarty with the McCarty Group of Coldwell Banker Preferred Realtors and your host of the Kern County Real Estate Review. Wishing you and yours a blessed rest of the day and a fantastic week ahead. You're listening to 1560 AM, 97.7 FM, KNZR, and streaming live on KNZR.com. We'll be back next week. Trouble